Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Learn to Retire Safe podcast with the Retire Safe interns. I'm your usual host, Kevin. Hi, everyone. It's Lila. I'm the communications intern. Hello, everyone. This is Maria. I am one of the public policy interns. Yep. And Catherine is unfortunately not here today. But that's okay. Uh, today we're going to be giving you a bit of an update on what we're up to here at RetireSafe because it's been a while since the last time we did that. Uh, so we've been kind of busy, mostly just kind of keeping an eye on things, making sure that you're all informed, and also just uh, well, we'll we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> so I just kind of want to start with uh, a few things I've been looking at, which. Yeah, I think is are really important for people to know. And that's that right now uh, in the world of Medicare, there have been a couple of pushes to lower the age minimum. So I think that they said, uh, oh yeah, so the age lowering is going to be from 65 to 60. I don't know how big of a difference five years will actually make. I know that that'll open it up to a lot of people. And uh, there are people on both sides of the aisle. Some are opposed, some are uh, for. Uh, and I think this push is kind of mainly being led by Democrats. So their main the main thing that they're saying is, you know, it'll open up healthcare to a larger uh, group of people, uh, people that are right on the cusp of uh, you know, the Medicare age, but also are already considered seniors. And then, you know, the things against it are typically just, you know, quality of care will probably go down. And the the usual things that you would expect and that we've talked about before from just allowing more people into uh, the Medicare system. But I don't think I've seen too much about actual policy in this area. It's mainly just been talked about. Uh, what do y'all think? Well, personally, in my opinion, I think it's a good thing that they're lowering the age minimum to 60, or if it actually happens. But I would love to hear from our members how how they think it'll affect them. I'm not sure if opening it, um, pushing the age minimum down will affect them in like a negative way. So I definitely love to hear from them. I do think that would be interesting. Um, do you have anything? Maria? I personally think it's a good idea, just my very humble opinion. Um, I know that some people say that it will affect our current seniors because it will just cut funds or whatever. So we'll, we'll just have to wait and see what happens, you know? Yeah, I don't think it's that it'll cut funds. I think that, that it'll use like more funds. And so like right i'm sorry yeah that's what i meant yeah, to no, say yeah, it's gonna cost fine. more money yeah no yeah that's pretty what much. I meant to say. um but yeah i kind of i i agree with both of those points and i also like you know i can understand the fears that people have like oh you know more people in the system uh lower quality of care because there's more people to look after but uh i think i'll wait i think i'll wait and uh i think retire safe may also wait i'm not sure if we have an official uh, position given mm -hmm. by our boss uh, so I would say that we'll probably wait until we see some policy but if we do have an official position update we'll of course let our members know uh, the other 
update that I have is on drug importation. Now, a lot of people, I don't, I don't know how much we've actually really talked about drug importation specifically before uh, this, but uh, drug importation, you know, is just people or policies that would aim to try and get drugs well, imported from other places, either for cheaper generics or, uh, or otherwise. And right now, there's not a lot of major federal policy pushes in this area. I would say that I think the most action has come from the state level, uh, such as Colorado recently passing a bill for exploring drug importation more for their state. So I would say that uh, keep yourselves updated on what's going on in your state. And of course, you know, Retire Safe will also be looking into it. But yeah, that's really all I have for my policy area updates. That's pretty much what I've been working on for Retire Safe. So uh, Maria, I think you're up next. Yeah, so I've been working with um, Social Security and um, COVID-19 vaccination, but I'm going to start talking about Social Security because I feel like I just read this um, not long ago on my Google Alerts that um, Representative Davis, um, Rodney Davis from Illinois, he, he is um, reintroducing a Social Security Fairness Act. It's a bipartisan um, act that will eliminate the windfall elimination provisions and the government pension offsets. The title of the Social Security Act that unfairly reduce or eliminate Social Security benefits for millions of Americans who have devoted much of their careers to the public service. So in this specific um, bill, he was talking about also teachers. So he was saying that like this bipartisan bill ensures that a teacher who spends his or her summer working a second job or a police officer who changes careers after years of service will not face a possibly 40% reduction in their social security benefits. So this is really exciting and really good because um, it will help those like public workers as like teachers or police officers, uh, how I said, with their social security for their um, retirement. So I wanted to share that. And regarding the COVID vaccine, I read that um, recently too, because COVID, I feel COVID vaccination changes every day. And I started working with um, health disparity within COVID. So how minorities were not getting vaccinated at the same rate. Thankfully, the CDC has done such a good job throughout this year that in FEMA and everyone else that I will say, you know, the rate is no, it's maybe it's not the same, but it's been, um, it's going well. It, like the the minorities, the Black, Latino, Asian community, are getting their vaccination almost at the same rate, which is super good and exciting. Um, and fully vaccinated adults, 65 and older, are 94 percent less likely to be hospitalized with COVID-19. So for all of you folks that are vaccinated, that are listening to us, you have 94% less likely to be hospitalized if you get COVID. Isn't that exciting, guys? I'm like I jumping. Really when, I, when I read this, I was like, oh my God, this is so good. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, That's so good. 
I know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I know. If I can avoid being hospitalized, I mean, take it. You know, like, I think a lot of people uh, kind of just think that there's no point in getting the vaccine if you can still, if there's still a chance you can get the virus. I'm just like, well, the chance of you, like, you know, actually dying from the virus are <laughs> way lower, uh, you know, so I would take that chance at the very least. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, and also the CDC has new guidelines for fully vaccinating people. <clears throat> so all of those who are fully vaccinated, but now that I hope is everyone that is listening to us right now, um, they can go outside without a mask, except if they are like in a big crowded event, like a live performance or a parade, you should wear, wear your mask just, you know, to protect others because at this point you are strong enough, you know, but others, not everyone's full of vaccinated yet. So just to make sure and indoor, you still should, should wear your mask. And I think that's it. That's what I have for you guys. Well, thank you, Maria. Bye. That was so good, Maria. So now's my turn. <laughs> um, so what I'm up to, well, because I'm the communications intern, I do a little bit of a different thing. I'm just in charge of our social media, but I'm also in charge of being updated on Medicaid. Um, in regards to social media, I do almost the same thing every week. Every Monday, I post relevant articles and I make a graphic related to Medicare because Retire Safe has something called Medicare Monday. So every Monday, I post something related to that. And every Wednesday, I post wellness tips. So it's called Wellness Wednesday. And I'm just on top of that. Um, we just sent out our most recent newsletter for April. And it's actually National Parkinson's Awareness Month. So, yeah, and as in regards to Medicaid, I don't know if anyone's heard, but recently the Biden administration rescinded a Medicaid waiver in Texas because the waiver wasn't properly handled. Apparently the state does have a chance to reapply for this waiver, but it reverses a decision that was made during the last few weeks of Trump's administration. Um, a lot of people know this already, but Texas is one of the few the few states that has not expanded Medicaid. And it's funny because recently I read an, um, my Google alert and they had a fight over Medicaid expansion again. And most of the people voted to not expand Medicaid. So this like fight has been going on for years, but they're, they haven't made any changes. They're still not going to expand Medicaid as of right now, as far as I know. And the waiver that was just rescinded, that waiver was an alternative solution to make sure the uninsured can receive health services. So this waiver was supposed to provide like $11 billion for hospitals, physicians, and like other healthcare providers. And like the waiver was asking for like a 10 year ex um, extension for like, you know, to waive Medicaid, but instead of being extended to 2030, like it, it was supposed to be, is now going to expire in 2022 because, you know, the waiver was rescinded. But we'll be on top of that and see if, you know, when they reapply for this waiver, if it changes um, 
we'll definitely keep you guys updated on that waiver situation. And as far as I know, they have not or will not expand Medicaid. So we'll see where the next 10 years will take them. Um, and yeah, guys, that's all in regards to what I'm up to. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, I kind of find the Texas thing rather interesting. And I know that, um, I, I think I, I think you, you mentioned it, but it's just like this. Um, wait, did you mention why the uh, why the waiver was rescinded? Um, there was like, there was not a comment period. I'm actually not 100% sure what that means. Oh, but, public, public comment period. So like, yeah, the, the they said it wasn't, the yeah, they would like miss the part of the waiver or something like that. Um, there's a link on it, but I just don't remember everything like from the top of my head. Gotcha. Yeah, no, public comment periods normally just like, you know, a period where the the people of the state can like you know look over it and kind of voice their opinions on it oh um, yeah so yeah what do you guys think about the medicaid thing how they voted against expanding medicaid i i find it interesting i feel like maria has a lot more to say than i do so i'm gonna <laughs> let her go <laughs> i have nothing to say guys nothing to say <laughs> we don't want to be too opinionated yes yes i i also find it very interesting um yeah i wonder why i i would like to know why you know like why they don't want to expand medicaid well uh where i live here in south carolina we don't have expanded medicaid either so here in florida we don't either in fact in fact they want to cut medicaid interesting yeah oh yeah i remember we talked about that well, you want to cut down medicaid. oh go ahead lila i'm sorry i didn't mean to sorry i was just gonna say like oh yeah i i saw my google alerts that in florida they wanted to cut the budget or like the funds for medicaid hmm. that's kind of a problem for our dual eligible seniors i believe so i mean we here again. We here at Retire Safe. We're gonna keep an eye on it for you. So I mean, definitely just look out for uh, what we're doing. And speaking of things that we're looking out for, um, HR three, which is the uh, I believe the Elijah Cummings bill, is uh, currently I believe it just uh, passed the House again. So this bill while it is aimed at lowering drug costs and or at least it says it's aimed at lowering drug costs and also would allow the government to negotiate prices uh retire safe is currently not in favor of it due to uh it's kind of discriminatory and economically doubtful policy decisions uh limiting access to quality care and drugs for seniors so our uh our boss and ceo mark gibbons is currently in the process of writing uh, some more official, uh, some more official statements on that, but we just figured we would mention it here that Retire Safe currently is not in favor of HR three, uh, which is a really big uh, piece of health legislation currently in Congress. So uh, definitely keep your eyes open for more uh, from our CEO on that matter later on. I'm sure Lilo and Maria will probably be posting those. Uh, those official statements 
But that's just a little bit about what we were working on. Uh, unfortunately, Catherine couldn't be here to make her updates, but uh, we'll make sure that she does that next week on our last episode. Or well, our last episode. Hopefully not the last episode of the podcast in general. But uh, yes, after next week, you won't be hearing from us anymore. Um, but we'll get there when we get there. No, no tears yet, just yet. But I'm crying. I'm <laughs> crying. Oh yeah, I'm crying. I'm too. just kidding. <laughs> I just uh, wanted to say something. I wish you can see my my tears. <laughs> Maria is saying this with a straight face. <laughs> uh, I'm exposing her right now. Well, thank you everyone for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you uh, are enjoying what we're up to here at Retire Safe, and we hope we can continue to uh, serve you in many ways. Uh, Thanks for listening again, and we'll be back with uh, another and our final episode next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Love you.